test. Let's me. see how this is working. Blah blah blah. Me. Me 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 me. La 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 la. Me 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 me. La 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 la. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Dream Girls. Hey. Your favorite musical theatre podcast with Craig. And Cody. Yes, but we swapped the voices around because why not keep you guys on your feet? I yeah. know. I mean, you say that, but we did actually, you know, we don't need to tell them about a woman in STEM moment. It's fine. I mean, we've just got it the doesn't, food. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> the microphone is working. The tech is working. We're tech girlies. And guess okay. what? It'll be fine. And our producer, where's your producer? Where's in our bed, producer? Useless. Ah. Utter useless. Ah. Anyways, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm very, very good. Mm. What's new with you? What have you been up to? I mean, I'm well again, because obviously last time I was yeah. not. But... It was good. Let me know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was recovering from a holiday yeah. and um, uh-huh. like that just wasn't really it. Like... No, it certainly was not. No, but anyways, no, but I'm doing well. Um, I've kind of i guess my spotify recommender system has been like in full effect and just recommended me new stuff to listen to yeah like what uh so i've ended up listening to the cast recording of the last five years oh which cast um so this was the uh original off-broadway cast with um sherry yeah so i've been listening to that and uh then i also didn't realize they made it into a movie with yeah jeremy jordan and, yeah um, that one um, <laughs> not that one. What's her name? Uh, Anna Kendrick. That's it. I always yeah. forget. Her. I generally always forget her name. Yeah, well, no, because she's, of... she's like the other Anne Hathaway, but not quite. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you're not lying there. But then again, though, her vocals are. I actually quite like her vocals. Like they're fine. Yeah, um, she does what she needs to do. She does what she needs to do. She comes. She does the assignment and like. Who? Has she actually won a Tony Award? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I honestly don't know that much about her. No, I mean I know. So my first exposure to her wasn't actually even Pitch Perfect, but she was. So they did um a Sharon McLean um tribute years ago. Shirley. Shirley McLean. Sorry, my brain. What is this? Called a Sharon. I said I said Sherry. Okay. Go anyway. Oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it was like her, Patina, Miller and a few others. Um, so they did like a tribute and mm. that was really cool. And I think that was like, oh, okay. I kind of like this white woman, but. She's, she's, she's definitely talented. Yeah. I, what have I listened to recently? I started listening to Operation Mincemeat, okay, so the what, soundtrack. So what's Operation Mincemeat actually about? Because I've been told we should watch it at some point. Like, so the songs I've heard are really, really good. Um, So, it's a musical about set, set in like World War Two era about okay. like the British trying to fool the other forces about something, and they want to invade somewhere. But the best way they can do it is by pretending somebody's dead who's not dead or something like that. It's very very confusing. I don't really understand the plots. I haven't really listened to all the music, so I don't know what's going on. Uh huh. But. The songs, I listened to like the first two songs and I was like, oh, this is kind of like up my vibe. Mm-hmm. So I've decided I'm going to listen to it whilst I'm gymming because that, that, that's when I listen to albums when I'm in the gym. Okay. Um, And like give it like my full attention because hmm. it seemed really, really funny. But the the extra funny bit is around the same time the musical came out, uh-huh. the movie came out. Okay. And the movie... um 
same story but it seems to be like a lot more grit and serious okay um so i i think it's so i, I kind of want to watch the movie as well it, the movie's not a musical the movie's just like a normal world war ii drama thing going on uh-huh and the musical is quite clearly a comedy uh-huh so it would i think i think it would, it would be interesting to see both but operation mincemeat looks really really good i don't know why i know that they've just is it that they've extended the run on west end or is it being transferred to west end it was, it was one of the two i don't know all i know is that it's on west end at the moment so yeah. my it's, it's on my list to to see potentially mm. Because like the next thing that I know we're both watching is um is it the Sondheim Old Friends tribute? When is that? Some point in September. Is it? Yes. Okay, let me check my calendar. We bought tickets, remember? Yeah, but I don't know if I put it in my calendar. I don't think, wait, hold on. I think I have as well because I have this tendency just to be like, oh, I'm free that day, and then I triple book myself. This is why I need a PA because I can't. I think it's like the twelfth. Twelfth of September. Yeah. Let me have a look at my calendar. But either way, that's one thing. It's not in my calendar, but yeah. Yeah, that's what we're watching. I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, no, it's not even the 12th. It is the 18th of September. That's fine. Okay, cool. What time does it start? I don't know. I'll I'll ask our PA. And by our PA, we mean Alf. Yeah. Um, Well, I'll figure. I'll, I'll be there. I'm working, but like, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of work, I started a new job. Ooh, in okay. Cardiology. Okay. It's something. Um, I mean, what do you mean that something is in? Oh no, cardiology hearts, right? Yeah, 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 but like, it's I don't know. I, I I'm not a medic. I'm a surgeon. Give me a knife. Let me cut people. Yeah. Like ah. Mm. No, it's just like a case of. I I don't know. I I don't have patience to be like okay yeah let's up titrate this drug and see what happens to tomorrow. I don't have time for that. Like you just want to cut people up. Yeah, I I want I want the results yesterday. I need to see. I need I need to know why you're here in hospital, and then you can go. Okay. Like not this long drawn out process, but it's fine. Four months, it's calm. Okay. I'll survive. Meanwhile, there's me who's like actually having to work at the moment, and I hate this. But it has also given me a lot of. But then when I'm not working, then of course I'm just like you know listening to like you know more random shit. Like I don't know the last couple of weeks I haven't listened to any like new albums I guess. But there was also one request at some point for us to watch Groundhog Day. But the tickets are ticketing. The tickets are expensive. But like, if somebody wants to give us the tickets for free and for us to do a review, I'll happily say yes. Yeah, so I'll happily say it. we should set set up a coffee thing. Yes. But there's a lot of things we need to do. We have a social media page. So I think I think you know what. Right after this recording, we'll set set up a coffee page, uh-huh. and then we can use it to like fund future stuff. future share. Like whether it's getting a better mic setup, or what do you mean our mic setup is great? Shut up. Or using it to go towards seeing other shows, other and, shows stuff. and stuff. Yeah, because why not? Like. Yeah. Let's treat Let's ourselves. Do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we'll have all treat of those. Yourself. We'll have all those details and stuff somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get to the main 
event. Yes. So, so Craig, did you actually watch it? Yes, I did. I watched it yesterday. Okay. Because we were, we were meant to record yesterday and this boy was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> I waited and I waited and I waited. Well, I told you the day before. It doesn't matter. Put... Can I lie in peace, please? Can you lie? No, you... because then the lying that makes me look as if... Let me enjoy my lie in peace. I waited and I waited. And he was nowhere to be seen. I cried. I was like, Craig, Craig. But I'm here now, aren't I? Yeah, you're here now. A whole 24 hours later. Hey, but I'm still here, though. Mm. You do realise that this is, like, one of the highlights of, like, every fortnight is, like, recording this. But it's... Uh, but anyway, he hadn't watched the film. I'd watched the film twice. I mean, for context, I didn't even realise that the film was on Netflix. I thought it was on Disney+. Plus, and so I was there on Disney+, Plus, going, why is it not there? And that's probably because it's um, directed by Lynn Morrell. Lynn, what, what's his face? Oh. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Lynn Manuel Miranda. There we go. So I just assume Disney. I just assume Disney these days. See, funny thing is, I didn't realize it was directed by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Don't deny. Until like earlier today, and I was like, oh, Lynn Manuel actually did good. Well, that's because he did the music. Wow. No, no, he actually did, like, it was, it was actually a good movie. It was actually a good movie. I actually really enjoyed it. So, Tick, Tick, Boom, what is it about? It's basically Jonathan Larson's story. Hmm. And, like, I don't know. I, th- I guess, like, one of my favourite things about it is if you're a musical theatre person, there are a lot of references mm-hmm. in in either the music or, like, the actual film itself. There's lots of references to lots of musical theatre things and a lot yeah. of musical theatre people mm-hmm. make cameos like yes. the obvious one is Bernadette Peters yeah um, and then like there's the Hamilton people the lady mm-hmm. uh, Renee Elise Goldberry in yeah the um, Philip Pesso and yeah. then Laura Benanti also had a cameo as well yeah um, Andre Shields yes. was there like just like so many people so it was like that, that that was probably like one of my favorite parts, just seeing like all the different cameos. Because the moment I saw the cameras, I was like, wait a second. And so me be me, um, for context, I also was drinking like a bottle of wine whilst also watching this. Sounds healthy. I, anyways, um, I was like, you know, do my thing, and I went, wait a second, is that Google's? Oh wow! So that was I actually quite enjoyed that, and and I'm gonna say something, and I'm prepared for you to be like, bitch, what? Um, I really don't like Rent as a piece. So I was very surprised that I enjoyed this movie as much as I did. Why don't you like Rent? It basically is white liberalism in a nutshell, but... How? Well, I mean, for... it, I think for me, it's like, is it groundbreaking as a piece? For the time that it came out, yes. But I just don't relate to it. And I've tried multiple times. To, I mean, I have watched the show, but I wouldn't put it down as my kind of, this is my go-to musical kind of thing. So, and now I've just got to the stage where I'm just in the, I just don't like the show and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being a hater. Well, I like Rent. Rent yeah, is I know one you, of my favourite. I know you like Rent, but here's the thing. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one because I'm right. No, you're wrong. No, but it's fine. fine. It's okay being wrong like your birth was wrong so you know you might as well carry on your face was wrong (laughs) we all know that's not true (laughs) but um let's talk about the storyline yes so in terms of the storyline storyline what what did you think um i quite like the idea of 
seeing the process before rent became a thing. We're talking about we're talking about tick tick boom, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So Jonathan That's what Lars- this episode is about. Yeah, so Jonathan Larson's process of actually getting there. I actually quite like that. I also really in some ways, and I know this gives some weird, but I actually really like the fact that they really kind of was like, we're really gonna take um the artist is so in their bubble that nothing else matters to the actual extreme. I actually really like the fact that they really kind of pushed that. I thought Andrew Garfield did quite a good job with that. The general story plot I actually quite liked. Um and it was quite nice to actually see the these are all of the steps that I have to take before I actually got to where I was, I guess. Yeah, so like I don't know if you know because you know, I'm prepared. Um Ah so it's, 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 it's topography. Yeah, it's yeah. it's basically Jonathan Larson's story. Mm. And, and it was pieces that he it was a lot of his own music that was being displayed in the sh- in the movie wasn't it he wrote a lot of the music that's I why i'm so confused babes so tick tick boom no it's an off was... let me finish it's an it was an off-broadway show in itself starring jonathan larson oh i didn't know that see unprepared <laughs> I told you i didn't know what it was about so anyway so it's literally jonathan larson's story so it came out before rent oh i didn't realize that tick so, tick boom was its own off-broadway piece yes yeah, so um tick tick boom is started off as a one-man show uh-huh with jonathan larson uh-huh and it's literally telling the story about the musical that he wrote called oh. superbia oh so, so this this is actually true so he so the story ah diseases um so the story is that is is not with you is genuinely jonathan larson's story so tick tick boom uh-huh came out of frustration that superbia not being picked up oh see when i say that i was not prepared for this No, you didn't say you weren't prepared. I told you that you weren't prepared. Okay. (laughs) I said what I said. I'm just being honest. But it was also very true. I mean, it was one of those things where... um, I don't care, doesn't matter. Either way. But yeah, so so the storyline is literally Jonathan Larson's own story. Okay. And And I think what was really annoying... I'm mm. going to say yeah, annoying. I'm not going to use poignant because it, it was annoying because we just poignant. turned 30. I don't know what poignant means. Google it later. Um, <laughs> I'm Google it now. We just turned 30 mm. and the start of the of the musical is the song 3090. Mm. And it's just him lamenting about turning 30 in 1990. And it's just kind of like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because that was it. Because I literally was like, when it was like, oh my God, my life isn't ready for the age of 30. I just went, sis. My life Neither, is- I am not ready for 30 either. Like, you, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need to yell at me. I just literally just went, went, it's like when you've got those people who just go, here is somebody who doesn't know what they're doing with their life. Here is a mirror. And I just went, I didn't need that. I didn't. Yeah. But but it's it's interesting like drawing that comparison because you're a science person mm. in a corporate job, tech job. Uh, but it's corporate. It's more corporate than you what you're doing. You're saving mm. lives, and I'm just. I, I, I don't know. You're in, you're in a job, whereas Joe Lo is um a struggling artist. So I, I, like mm. in t- in terms of like narrative and storyline, 
However, there isn't that much. There isn't. Not much happens. No, not really. But also, I did think about the fact that the idea of you need to be super successful by the age of 30 in today's era doesn't seem to be as key or as prominent. Whereas, like, in the 90s, it was like... Because, like, the idea of, like, it's when they were like, oh, by the time I was 27, like, I had two kids and all of this stuff. That stuff doesn't happen these days. I feel like it does. But not to the same extent. I mean... Oh, no. I, I feel I mean, like the it UK are having the UK is an aging population and people are less likely to have kids. Like there are stats that have shown that. So I think that kind of yes, there was a lot of kind of going. Oh, by thirty, I should be accomplishing this and this and this. But then at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if it's necessarily the same as today. But there was definitely some points where I did feel like I was being shouted at by the screen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in terms of storyline, I didn't. Not not much happens, but you really get to understand the mm. characters and their feelings and their um and what their motivations are it like... felt very it felt very um character driven rather exactly. than it being narrative driven and it's quite clear that this started its life as a one man show mm. monologue type piece yeah because a lot of the songs a lot of the narrative is literally literally characters thoughts mm. processes rather than um oh yeah, this and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened. Like, ultimately, all that happens in the story is there's this guy trying mm. to write a musical called Superbia. Mm. Um, he has this girlfriend that he loves very much and she wants to move away somewhere and his artistic pursuits put, put a strain on their relationship. He also mm. has friends. Yes. Um, And his friends are going through shit as well. Yeah. And that's basically the story in a nutshell. Mm. He writes his musical. He premieres it for workshop. The person he um really looks up to, sometime, yeah, comes to see it. Says it's amazing. However, unfortunately, even though it's amazing, nobody picks it up. Nobody picks it up. And, and that's the reality of what happens with art. Yeah, and he just in life generally, and he just has to go ahead and write something else yeah namely rent yeah <laughs> yeah and that was it because like obviously he was kind of like i don't know if i can do this all over again and it's just they're like yeah mm. so for me i it's interesting because like i actually really like the side characters as well so like because yeah. yes of course it was like you know from the perspective of um jonathan larson but i really liked that they gave the side characters enough of a motivation for you to be invested but obviously you knew that it wasn't their story yeah it was like it was just there yeah so like no but the but the most the bit that made me kind of go i have to rewatch this scene like a few times you know when they're doing the breakup between jonathan and sarah and then as they're making sarah. isn't that the name of the girlfriend susan susan yeah <laughs> and there was the bit where like as they were making out he's just tapping on his sh on her shoulder basically going oh here is a song that could possibly come and then, out and then she's like are you really are you, writing, writing are you, a song are you for real bitch <laughs> i thought i howled and i actually rewatched that entire scene again because obviously then it was the song where um it was that um I don't know what the name of the song was. I think I actually... How does it go? 
It was the one between Vanessa. Comes in your It was the. It was the the. Oh, with Vanessa and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I really like that song. I know that lyrically there was probably more that could have been put into it, but I thought it was it was really catchy, personally. Okay, so we we've done a nice segue then. So let's talk about the music. Yes. So what do you think about the music in the show? I quite enjoyed it. It gave me. There was a couple of points where I was like, it was giving me inspirations from Chicago. So the song that I was just referring to there, it reminded me of um, We Both Reach for the Gun. Okay. Um, so there was that kind of like, okay, there's that quite nice comparison. Um, I also really liked the fact it was very monologue driven. Um, I think that sometimes a lot of monologue driven pieces really drive me up the wall. But this time I was like, actually, I quite enjoy this. Um, lyrically... It was nice. I think melodically, that word, I quite enjoyed it over the piece. Lyrically, I thought there were points where I was like, it's a bit lackluster at points, but nothing that made me go, I'm switched off, if that makes sense. Why? What do you think? Um, I think in terms of the music, I I really like the music. Um, I don't know if the... the I don't know if the music will be necessarily on my rotation. They're they're they're, they're very they're they're very rent like, which is mm. you know yeah. Jonathan Larson, same composer, so it completely makes sense. Mm. Um, and I think the I think the reason that the songs won't be on my rotation is because I I think I just don't like the recordings of it. Yeah more than it like rather than not liking the songs i think the songs are i think i think i think the songs are great mm. um i liked the rendition of sunday when they're in the little brunch place mm. i really like that is it like exactly like all the like 3090 was a very very um strong opening mm. and and then like and then all the the, the songs like with um robin day jesus Mm. um like, like the, the um, boho days yeah was also really good mm. um like like all the songs are all they're all pretty solid songs mm. and it's kind of it was it's kind of like a weird mishmash of different genres pre- predominantly rock driven yeah but it's a weird mishmash of lots of different genres which mm. makes sense i think for, for me this piece I think for me, I would, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I don't think I would necessarily listen to the songs in isolation. I think I would like to listen to the songs whilst also watching Tick, Tick, Boom again, which I'm actually going to rewatch again. Yeah. I think that it works. It goes back to the idea that um, because the whole piece is very character driven rather than narrative driven, I think that you kind of need to watch the movie in relation to the songs for yeah. you to be able to fully appreciate it i think if you said to me listen to the cast album prior to it coming out i don't think i would it wouldn't like, work yeah so but but what what, I'm, what i do find really funny though is like so like the big emotional 11 o'clock number come to your senses mm. is like a love song but it's sung by vanessa and hudgens and alexandra ship which which, which i think is so so funny <laughs> Because okay, okay, it's not it's not funny. It's funny in terms of like oh okay, but 
it works really well in the movie because obviously mm. like it's a song that Jonathan Larson's written for his show Superbia. Yeah. And Vanessa Hudgens' character is singing it. Mm. And then Alexandra Ship is his actual love interest mm. and she's singing it as well. So you have like the two main women in his life, apart from his mother, obviously, mm. um, the, the two main women in his life who are in love with him in different ways. Yeah. So Vanessa and Hodges' character is very much his muse. Mm. And like, he's written this piece with her in mind, mm. but written it to yeah. his girlfriend, which is such a mind fuck. It's a, but it works really well. It's kind of like, um, I'm going to go a bit scientist moment. It's a bit like how light can be seen as both a wave and a particle at exactly the same time. And how um, in this particular instance, uh, that's basically what you're having here, where you've got peace being written for one person, but actually in parallel, it's also being written for exactly another person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it's it's really it's really really well done. Um I feel like Lin Manuel made a good directorial decision. I actually thought that his director was pretty good here. And no, I'm very critical of him. Right? No, no, he, no, he did really really well with with this movie. Like it's mm. it were well casted. Do you know what it is? I think the reason actually so thinking about this it didn't feel like a traditional movie musical in the sense that with a lot of movie musicals you can listen to the cast it felt more like this was um you know when you've got a you know when you've got a piece that is nominated for best play but it also happens to have music involved mm -hmm. that's the energy it gave but and i think it quite it worked well as that kind of energy like jonathan not jonathan larson andrew garfield was nominated for an oscar so yeah, yeah. like it completely makes sense um i think with this piece like i was saying it was well casted no one would have thought of andrew garfield doing a musical mm. like, like that's <laughs> i didn't realize he actually he has a bit of range i was quite surprised like he didn't so um he took singing lessons oh. so um i think neil lin manuel saw him in angels in america mm. and i was like ooh. Could play Jonathan Larson, and I, and I, th I think physically as well, Andrew Garfield looks quite the, similar to Jonathan Larson. Yeah, yeah. And he literally approached um um Andrew Garfield, being like, "Yo, you should can be. you sing?" And, and he was like, he took singing lessons for a year. Do you know what it is? That's what you call somebody who's like, "I'm going to be dedicated to this." It Unlike a... other movie musicals, where mm. the where where the where the actor feels the, that they must <laughs> sing as well, like you don't have to. No, so like um. I really have a lot of respect for people who actually go, I don't know this skill, so I'm going to really focus on this skill. So like when Natalie Portman did Black Swan, she actually did ballet lessons for a solid year and a half. Obviously not going on point, but she was like, I need to... Understand the way, the physicality and the yeah. movements. So then that way then, it then meant that I can actually make a more emotive piece. And I'm pretty sure she won an Oscar for that. I think mm. that's a sign of somebody going, I have a weakness. And I know that even though I'm not going to be at the same level of a trained person that's been doing it for years, I need to do this in order to... Like the Matrix cast, they used to train as sprinters. Yeah. Like, so they can get the physicality of everything right. And yeah. 
you know, shout out to Andrew Garfield. Yeah. For, you know, doing the thing and going and learning how to sing because some of these Hollywood pe- girlies who go and do movie, movie musicals. They're not giving it at they all. Don't, they don't know how to sing. They're not giving it at all. And it's really, it's really frustrating. Honestly, like, I... I also really thought that it was a very well-paced piece as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one point where in my mind I was like, and again, maybe it's because I was watching it quite late. I was like, oh, is this going too slow? Is it going too fast? And then I actually went, actually, no, for the length of the... I think it was the perfect length of a musical, of a piece. Yeah. I think that it, at one point I was like, oh, could it be too long? Could it be too short? I was like, no, actually, this is very well paced it was a very well paced piece i was like surprised why lin manuel knows what he's doing sometimes <laughs> the emphasis on the sometimes no 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 no. this is what i mean about you you just basically say i'm gonna finish the sentence and put the rest of it in like parentheses and that's what you did just there no but no like no he did well mm. again i wouldn't have expected alexandra ship either mm. to be in a movie musical mm. Roman de Jesus, I expected it. Well, I, 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 I didn't expect him to be in this show, but like he was in Rent at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been obsessed with him for years. Joshua Henry, oh my God. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. He needs to be in more things. Mm. Mm. Have you heard him in Violet? I haven't, no. Oh, you should listen to that. That's okay. Good. That's going to be on my list of videos. Like he's, he's very, very good. Um, He's one of those performers who says, genre, what is that? I don't know. I'll sing anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, You're like, not just describing yourself. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, but in the, he's just like, I don't care about genre. I'll sing whatever. Like, mm. I will sing it well. Like, he's able to do like the old timey musicals, like um, Rodgers and Hammerstein yeah. type vocals. He's and also able to do some modern stuff as well. Was he not in the most recent version of Into the Woods in Broadway? Am I going mad here? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was in Into the Woods. He was in Carousel. Mm. He was in Hamilton. He was in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. He's very, very, he's very, very, he's good at everything he does. But um, in Violet, he sings this song called Let It Sing. And, oh my God. God, I was obsessed with it for such a long time. I'm going to listen to this on the way back and then go from there. And like, he, he's just one of those people who has range. Yeah. I, and I don't mean necessarily by vocal range. He's able to emote through the screen. Like I actually was one, I was in one of those points where it was kind of like, I think sometimes with movies and this is a generalization for me personally i don't sometimes find that i don't get that element of mm. emotion through the screen and i think that this piece i was able to really kind of go oh shit i'm actually feeling things and and fuck? all he's playing is just a character that just sings mm. songs for andrew garfield yeah like you don't know anything about him yeah <laughs> yeah but like it just, but but it it is like a good way to, to show like the creative process where like these composers are just like well, I need someone to sing my song, so here you go. Mm. And I think in real life that was Roger Bart. Yeah. So I think he plays Roger Bart. Yeah. And what was the? There was one bit where they had the advertising scene, which I thought was hilarious. Was it like, chub something? 
Oh, Jobstitute. <laughs> such a dumb sense. It just caught my dumb sense of humor in such a way, which I literally was like, why am I finding this line so hilarious? Yeah. It's just like, sis, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, I am glad that I watched it. I think that it is a really good piece. It actually, and I know that I started off this going how much I really don't like Rent. It's given me a new appreciation of Rent, I think. I think it's given me... Um, I'm still not going to say that Rent is my go-to piece, but I will, however, have a more nuanced appreciation for the piece. Like... And I'm and I'm okay with that opinion. I feel like the reason you're wrong, mm. and you need to get on the side of everyone else who likes Rent, is because you can't look at Rent as just the show on its own. Mm. Like that's doing it a disservice. You have to like you have to, you have to go English literature and interpret it Don't... in the context in which it's set in and and the context in which it was created as well. Yes, that's and... what that's what makes Rent very very good and which is what connects people to the piece because it... yeah but in the same way that for example movie like the breakfast club if you watched it at the age of 30 versus the age of 14 you're going to get a completely different viewpoint on it i think rent also has that same kind of aspect as well i think well, that the... so basically you're just like emotionally immature no that's not what i'm trying to say what i'm trying to say is that if if you watch a certain piece at a certain time of your life you may not necessarily connect to it at the same point because there's that element of relatability. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I watched The Breakfast Club the first time round, I think the reason why I really enjoyed it was because the time that I watched it, I found that there was a lot of relatability to me at that given time. I think when I watched Ren, had I watched it, say, now, in comparison to when I watched it the first time, then I would have probably felt very different to it. And that's the reason why I revised my opinion on I really don't like Rent to going I have a new appreciation of Rent because at the beginning they start screaming about being 1390 that was the bit where I was like oh shit maybe I should listen so Craig just revealed to everyone that he's emotionally stunted and that's fine please no I, ah, like it's fine ah, you're, you're, you're ah, just, ah. just a bit behind the rest of us it's okay itch it's fine so rude. What? It's fine. This boy bullies me. Not everyone. This boy bullies. Not me. everyone bully can be, can be where bully where we where where the rest of us are. And like you know, just take it L. It's fine. I hate you. It's fine. I hate you. Like, cause those of us who've been knowing will know that actually, you know, like with Renz, he died just before the opening. Yeah, he died like the day before. Was before the off Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. And the first and every performance is dedicated mm. to Jonathan Larson's memory. And you'll also realise that, okay, whilst it's all, whilst it's based on La Bohème and whatnot, Puccini's opera and stuff, mm. a lot of the characters are also directly you inspired by so his friend. You sound so pretentious Yes, right I am <laughs> being the pretentious. Most, this is the most pretentious I've ever... Yes. In the, in the almost 20 years of knowing you, it this is the matter. most pretentious that matter. I have known you. <laughs> I wish that you could see the visuals here because you'd be able to see the point where I'm literally just like, this boy is close to getting a slap. No, but like, you know, it's inspired by his friends as well. By so his friends as like well. When, when, so when he's, when he's telling all these different stories in Rent, all these different characters, there are people that he knows or knew. Like, it's sad. Okay, I have a question for you then. 
given that you're much of, given your element of this is there anything in rent that you think could have been improved sorry okay so in the similar context of tick tick boom because obviously we're now on the topic of rent because i feel like it's a natural segue here is there anything within rent as a piece that could be improved and the answer is why rent is perfect the way it is please move away <laughs> no but no, no i i think no, no. Because you're criticizing um, different productions of rents, mm. the source material is perfect the way it is. The movie has a lot to be improved in. Mm. Different productions will have lots of different things to be improved in. Maybe it's because the only version I've seen, so I've seen the movie version, and then I saw a really bad off amateur version of rent and so that's potentially where my view of rent is essentially. Okay, started. so. <laughs> So I, I think I think the the script and the maybe thing, we should just the, watch Rent as one of our pieces and then hopefully then my view can be changed on it. The source material itself is the source material and it's good. The story is there, the songs are there, and the emotion that you're meant to have is also there. The movie made its choices. So if you compare the now we're doing comparisons if we compare the rents movie mm -hmm. to tick tick boom movie mm -hmm. the rents movie literally just um did what most movie musicals do mm -hmm. they take the stage show mm -hmm. and film it pretty much yeah they, they, but, they, but they film it on different sets whereas what they what they did with tick tick boom is they took the one-man show Mm. that existed then they took the three-person off-broadway show mm -hmm. that also existed and they also took the show that tick tick boom is talking about superbia yeah and put all three of them together to create a new thing and i and really like used... the let me finish oh. and used all the different tools they have in creating movies in order to create a piece you would not think that this boy has is it a level or gcse you got to for english lit just gcse uh-huh but they, they they used all the different devices that they had that that they, that they could do for a movie mm. to create a whole new thing mm. rather than just trying to um translate it word for word from stage to screen so that's you, what made tick tick boom work so are you trying to say that if i now go into watching rent again having now watched tick tick boom and taken into account the emotion that i got from tick tick boom into rent then i'll have a much better experience with it is that what you're telling me i'm saying the rent movie is the rent movie mm -hmm. rent as a piece is great different productions of rents will use that source material mm. differently so they'll make their own decisions with regards to staging costuming and everything mm. but i think if you sit down and listen to like the original broadway cast recording of rents from starts to finish then i feel like you'll understand the piece rent a lot better than what the movie that was the most condescending sentence that you've said to me in such a long time well you were asking me questions and you were you, you, you were shitting on rent based on a poorly formed opinion shitting on rent i just said all i just said was that was it sorry not poorly formed poorly informed opinion 
you've admitted it yourself. You said you've already seen the movie and you've seen some weird Amdram performance, and that's what you've based your opinion on. So, well, audience, I feel like I've just been told off. No, but I don't mind people disagreeing with me. Mm. But le at least be informed. Okay, so if I listen to the entire cast album and I find a version of the original Broadway cast with the original staging and my opinion hasn't been completely shifted, then what? Then that's your opinion. But yeah. at the moment, your opinion is not fully informed. Okay, fine. Okay, I'm going to do those two things and then I'll get back to you. Because you've because you've made a informed an opinion based on the movie and a shit production. Several shit productions, actually. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 the reason, but there's a reason why there are several shit productions available. Mm. Because the source material is good. So... That then makes me then go on to the next question, I guess. Is that also... So we talk about the source material being good, but I've seen Amdram Productions where they have the source material that's good and the Amdram, Amdram Productions also pretty decent. Mm -hmm. But given the fact that there's so many shit versions of Ren out there, does that then mean that people just don't understand the source material? I would say that... In order, and I'm saying this mostly as a kind of curiosity kind of question. I, guess. I, I, I will say that the emotional journey mm. that um, all the different characters in Rents mm. take is a lot, mm -hmm. and if not done a, if not done well, can come across as whiny. I think that's the issue that I have. So it's kind of like, okay, this person that okay, you're crying, okay, cool, fine, whatever. Because because it can become like that. I think that's the problem, and I think you've actually been able to kind of, I guess, put me into words where my issue has been with why I probably don't like Rent is that I feel like it. Every version I've seen, it just comes off as very whiny. It's so kind of like everybody's sad all the time. Oh, it's Jesus, but it's but the same thing. Mm. I just had like the same thing could have happened to Tick Tick Boob in terms of like not necessarily whining. Jonathan Larson could have come across, um, and Andrew um, Garfield's performance could have come across as very arrogant mm. and just been like, oh, this guy's such a dickhead. Instead, his performance came off as he's clearly in his own artistic bubble and he's just doing his thing. And right. I, the thing is, the only reason why I couldn't critique that is because I've been that bitch. No, but um, I am that bitch. No, but things, I think I think to an extent, everyone is that person. Yeah. And I, I think if, if it was a different actor acting pair that um did the relationship between um john john jonathan and susan it could have come across as wow jonathan larson's such a dickhead why mm. is he doing this to susan yeah do you know what i mean well, actually, whereas you feel for both of them yeah and that was the thing so like it's kind of like how um you've had projects where you've gone i need to focus on myself yeah i've had projects where i've gone I need to focus on myself. Literally, that project has literally just taken over my entire... When I was writing up my PhD thesis, literally, it was just a... Everyone was like, you don't seem to give me attention. I'm like, yeah. what to get this thing done? And that and, and that and that's what exactly it was. And I think Andrew Garfield relayed that very, very well and showed, like, I guess in relationships and stuff, when things break down, there doesn't always have to be a villain. Yeah. Like he was doing things that served him and she was doing things that, that served her. her and that and is important which is why like even though they did break up 
they did break up, right? They did. Yeah. Okay. Even though they broke up, like you were kind of like, yeah, you could see this as a oh he's being a dickhead, but at the same time, it's like they were in very different stages of their lives. Exactly. They're, they're not compatible. At they, that they, point. They, they weren't. They weren't exactly, and that was. Mm. That's what it was. So, it, and just to like ground off the film, I think what made it even sadder is because you know how it ends. Yeah. Like, you know that he does become successful, but he never sees the success himself. Yeah. Like, that is really that is so fucked up. It's so sad. It's like, like, he wasn't, he wasn't even there to see the, the big show of his entire life. Mm. On was stage. it a heart aneurysm that he had? Yeah, aortic dissection. I don't know what that means in English, please. No, seriously, you know, aorta dissected. I, I don't know what that means. What 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 does it mean to dissect? I know it's the top, but it's the first bit. What the... aortic aorta is the your, your big artery. That oh, all your body. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I know the dissection bit. The first bit, I was like, you're speaking Latin to me. Aorta, biology. Ah, come on. I failed biology. I told you this. Okay. Ah, oh, so. To round off this discussion, which is ended up going to a complete like detour, but back, what would you rate this movie? We'll give it a seven and a half, eight. How about you? I was going to give it an eight, but why the seven? Why? Okay, I'm curious to know why you're dropping points off. I don't know. I I actually don't have a specific reason. I wouldn't give it a ten out of ten because no. that's just like ridiculous. Um. I liked the music. I liked the effort that was put into the entire show. Mm. Um, I liked the narrative. Mm. I think for me, maybe it's just a case of I'm, I don't really vibe that well with character driven movies where mm. like not much happens i find like f for me to enjoy character driven stuff it either needs to be a play mm. or it needs to be a book so i can refer back to mm. bits so like for me like watching a musical movie that is very character driven mm. it's hard for me to pay a pay full attention because the way I watch movies, I'm usually doing other things mm. at the same time. Um, so, I don't know. I, just, I, I feel like it just didn't give me the magic that musicals usually give me. That's fair enough. I think the reason why I've dot why I'm going to say an eight, there's two things. One, it didn't feel like a, as I said at the beginning, a traditional movie musical, but it felt more like a play with move, with music in it, which is very different. And the other reason as well is, if I think of a movie musical, I also want to be able to listen to the soundtrack independent of the movie and actually be able to find that I can relate to it, but I can't do that with this particular piece. You have to actually watch the piece in order for the movie yeah. to make sense. But that's not necessarily a bad thing i think that's just a personal it's, preference it's just a thing yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with you i think the the music itself is good 
but um, from the music, you can't get the clear narrative. Yeah. But what Lin Manuel and team did well was they got music from all John, from John, from several of Jonathan Larson's pieces mm. and decided, okay, I want you to feel this at this point, and I want you to feel this at this point. Yeah. Whilst you're watching the movie, and they created a very very good movie. Mm. But um, the musical bit. isn't quite connecting for me yeah um and i know it's com- i think that it's completely different from the stage version mm. like completely different yeah completely different though though i really like vanessa's performance in this okay yeah okay no in comparison to some of the more recent pieces that she's been and i actually thought she did an all right job there yeah she did yeah she did why, why are you giving me that look what do you mean? What look? You're giving me a look. No, I yeah, it was it was, it was a lovely performance. <laughs> no, 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 no. What are you really thinking? Because your face, man, you're lying to me. You do this thing, you just go okay. No, I I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> what do you mean? I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed her performance, and that that is honest, the honest truth. Say that to me without smiling. I I don't know how to not smile. <laughs> I enjoyed her performance. Okay, audience. So I think he's lying to me. But anyways, let's move on. Let's move on, and that thus ended our review. Yes. Um. So what's new in the musical theatre world? Um. So have you heard about the whole Ethan Slater and Ariana Grande mess? Which I Is know it's not true, though. I don't know if it's true. Exactly. But I kind of like the. Uh, I... For me, I don't know what it is. I just think, like, if it is true, then you're like, wow. But at the same time, I'm like, people in the musical theatre, because, like, musical theatre TikTok have just been wild over this. And at the point, and I'm also at the same point of going, I don't really care as much. But... But there is one thing that is kind of funny about it. So, Ethan Slater is recently being cast in Spamalot. Yeah. Um... I don't know if it's off-Broadway or on-Broadway. And long story short, when Christian Boyle was cast in Spamalot, this was at the point where he actually got found to be cheating on Sutton Foster. And then he, because he was dating, because he was having a thing with uh, Laura Bell um, when they were doing Legally Blonde. I did not know this. I did not know this and I found this out and I thought, if this is, if this is true, this is messy. And then it also made me go, why would you cheat on Sutton Foster? But then again, people have weird reasons for why they cheat on people. I did not know this. Yeah. Oh. I feel so much better than before. <laughs> this is, well, it's hard. Like when you're like being a being a thespian is difficult. You're in mm. close proximity yeah. with people all the time. Mm. That said, though, on the same topic of Ethan Slater, I actually really wonder what SpongeBob the musical is currently doing a UK tour at the moment, and I think they've got tickets just selling in London at the moment. And yeah. I kind of want to watch it mostly out of curiosity. So do I. I, I want to watch it because I want to see Chrissy Bimmer in it. Mm. I saw her in Once on This Island uh-huh. in a little theatre in Southwark a couple of years ago. Mm. And she was fantastic as to Moon. Mm. So good. Mm. And she's playing Sandy, Ooh. Which, is, which is like a very, very different role. Ooh. But she, but she's like, she, she, she's very good. Uh-huh. 
but um she's currently off so okay i think i think she's coming back for the last week of shows in august okay so yeah i've heard um good things about spongebob actually as a piece yeah i've heard i've heard, I've heard lots of good things yeah but it's it's just not something I've ever been drawn to. I was never really drawn to, but I love really, I just, I'm mostly curious to be honest with you. Cause I'm thinking in my head, it had a really long Broadway run as well. Mm. Um, so there was that. And then what else? I'd, I'd, I'd rather, I, I want to see Beetlejuice. Is Beetlejuice coming on West End? No, it's not. But I'm just saying. <laughs> you said that, I was like, wait, is it, is it coming on West End? But like the, the thing is, okay, so. Heather's mm. is finally closing on the West End. Which ah. makes me very, very sad. Ah. So it's closing on September 3rd. Wow. And I feel like they missed a trick there. They should have closed on September 1st. Mm hmm. Because that's the yeah. main line of the show. Yeah. And, but it's it's closing, but like they're still doing a UK tour. So that means there is like space for like a smaller production mm. that is untested to open. That's quite interesting, actually. The Beetlejuice, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, because there was also um, because they've also got that new theater in the same area, where um, it was apparently supposed to be for like new upcoming musicals, but I don't actually know if anything came. I know they did Brookback Mountain the musical there at one point. Oh, is that is that a small theater? Apparently so. No, it looks massive. No, but from it outside looks, the outside, but apparently inside it's quite a smallish theater. Or they've got several theaters within that space. Uh, but yeah, I heard they did Brookback Mountain. I didn't hear very good things about it, but I didn't. I didn't bother to hear anything about it because I just I've, uh, never, I've never really cared for Brookback Mountain. <laughs> I, I know people say it's like a really emotional piece, but it's like oh my god, and I'm just like oh whatever. I I I've, I've, I don't really care for Brookback Mountain, so yeah. No, but no, I mean, is there anything else? I I know they've done the press shoot for the Sound of Music. I know that's now like they've been really pushing for like, um, because it's about to start its run soon. I know that, okay. but that's about it really. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, we've got Diana and the Music for in December, which I'm so excited for. December. December. Is it? Okay. Ah, this boy. You do realise I go based on what my calendar says. Uh -huh. and Have you put it in your calendar? Yeah, I have. Okay. I think. Uh. Diana the Music. Yeah. yeah, my calendar. Okay, cool. I gotta make sure I've also got that day booked off because me being me, I'll just be like, oh my god, where am I? Where, where am I supposed to be? No, it's fine. But no, I think that overall, at the moment, um, there's gonna be some interesting things that come out in West End in terms of theatre news. Um, that's really it from me. So anything from you? No, that's it from me. Yeah. Wow, and we've actually stuck to less than an hour, which I'm kind of impressed by. Yeah, we've well, we're getting better at this. Yeah. Soon, when we get like sound and a theme tune. Oh, actually, hold on. Speaking of a theme tune, if anybody out there wants to do a theme tune for us, like let us like send you your requests via our Instagram page. Yes. Yeah. It's actually monitored. Yes. Is it unmonitored? No, it's actually it actually is monitored. Yeah. Fame. 
yeah so it's monitored there so you can drop any questions you've got there if you've got any requests for things that you want us to like you know review let us know um is there anything else i feel no. like there's a whole bunch of things that we need to say at the end of these things but i forget. no not really um you can if i actually where can people find us <laughs> i was about to say that um you can follow me at at tkoki uh-huh and you can follow me at pokubix and you can also follow our page if you go and type dream girls on instagram yeah yes and that's it from us so i am craig and i am coyote and this is dream girls and boom <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs>